Thanks for tuning in on the On Call Empath. This episode, you definitely don't want to miss. I have an amazing comeback story from David Hollingsworth. His story is definitely going to help you put things in perspective. He's a speaker and an author of a book, Get Out the Door. I'm so excited to have him on my show today. And I just want to shout out to all of my listeners. Due to all the growth, we've just passed our 20th episode. If you can please give me any review on Apple iTunes, it helps me keep bringing in more guests from around the world. So with that said, let's go ahead and get started in this episode. You're listening to the On Call Empath Show. Welcome to another episode of the On Call Empath. I am really excited today. We have an amazing guest, David Hollingsworth. He is the author of the upcoming book, Get Out the do- uh, Door. And he's also a speaker. Um, you know, just want to let you know that, you know, this has been one of those uh, times uh, where I'm getting so many people reaching out. And um, I thought that David would be a great inspiration on this episode. So um, let's go ahead and get started. David, how are you doing today? I'm doing great today, Raj. Hope you're doing well as well, too. I'm glad you're on on this uh, podcast. And uh, I just want to start off by if you can just kind of give us a little bit rundown of your story. And Sure. Um, in 2004, uh, I had a motorcycle accident. It was when I was learning how to ride in practicing what I thought was in a very safe situation. I was practicing in an elementary school parking lot. And as I was riding back and forth across the lot, I hit a patch of sand and the bike shot forward. And instead of getting on the brakes, my hand twisted on the throttle. So the bike went faster. And before I could get on the brakes or the clutch to stop the bike, I hit a curb, bounced off and landed with my back on the corner of the curb. It fractured my L2 vertebra. And if you read the ER report, it said explosive burst fracture of the L2 vertebra uh, with a 60% compression of the spinal canal. Um, Yeah, Uh, my right leg was initially paralyzed and they had to stabilize me for two days before surgery. And after a before the seven and a half hour surgery, the doctor said, I don't know if you're going to walk again. Um, yeah, the surgery was, you know, seven and a half hours. I was in critical care for 10 days and at a rehab hospital for the next two and a half months. And I spent that time learning just to stand and walk again. Few years, I thought, I thought things were okay. Uh, but I eventually got to a point where I wasn't happy with where I was. I had gained a lot of weight because I was more sedentary. And in 2012, I was about 80 pounds overweight and not doing much. And I decided that was not where I wanted to be. And so I asked my doctor, I said, you know, can I run? And he said, yeah, if somebody's chasing you. So I decided to sign up for a 5K just so, in fact, somebody would actually be chasing me. 
over the next few months, I went from jogging 60 feet to finishing my first 5K. And that was very motivating for me. I went from that to over the next nine months running a half marathon. So I actually got up to 13.1 miles. So that wasn't fast, but I could run. And I thought, you know, um, because the following year was the 10-year anniversary of the accident. I thought, well, what would I want to do to celebrate that 10-year anniversary of learning to stand and walk again? So in February, I ran up the Empire State Building. And then in November, I finished the Marine Corps Marathon. So I went from a wheelchair to running a marathon. Wow. I mean, that that is just, I'm speechless. I mean, especially what you've been through. I mean, I've been in an accident myself, but it was nowhere near what you've uh, you've endured, and and you've you've actually turned your life around. And you know, and this is what this podcast is about: is inspiration, building a community, and giving people hope. So, I hope the listeners out there that are listening, you know, you're seeing somebody here that you know just was in a horrible, horrible accident, and now running up the entire, you know, the Empire State Building, like, that's just unheard of, like, so, so let me get this straight, like, just, if I can back up here, so, after, after your, your hospitalization, mm-hmm. and they were, to- they told you, you, you're not able to walk, and that, what was running through your mind, like, did you, most people would have been like, okay, I'm, I'm just gonna put my hands up, and give up on life like did you ever did that ever cross your mind or you're like okay that's that's it it's over but you just Uh, you you didn't stop well no there there were there were some fairly dark times in there um when i went into when i went transferred from the critical care hospital to the rehab hospital they i couldn't stand so they had to transport me put me on a stretcher and when I got to the critical care hospital, I started coughing up blood um, and they had to intubate me and basically put a suction in my, in my stomach to get all the gunk out that had been in there from the accident. And if you've never been intubated, um, it's especially if you're conscious, it's quite an experience because even though technically you can breathe, you feel like you can't. Um, and they had that in for like, I think, 14 hours and around four in the morning when I'd had it in there for a long time, I, I couldn't talk. So I, I, sent an, I wrote down a note to the nurse who was on duty and I said, take this. I wrote, take this thing out. And she said, I can't tell. I can't guarantee what will happen. And I said, I wrote back, I don't care because I wanted it out so badly. Um, And that's how dark it got with me. Uh, Fortunately, uh, they had gotten everything out. Um, Once I got it out, I could breathe normally. Um, But in the times where I would have to transfer myself from or get the nurses to help me transfer myself from the bed to the wheelchair, or to have to wear a, use a catheter or a bedpan when I was completely incapacitated, there were some times where I was pretty depressed. 
Um, so I don't want to make, I don't want to give any illusions to the listeners that, you know, everything was perfect because everything wasn't perfect. Um, and all through my recovery, there were times where I thought things were going great. And there were other times where I thought I'm never going to get there. So it was a challenge to keep a positive outlook when those things happened. But eventually I found a way that I could move things in a positive direction. But I want to make sure that everybody knows um, I had just as dark of a time as anybody else out there. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you exactly how bad it was for me uh, after my accident. I still have back issues and things like that, but the trauma was bad. But when you're in that space and you're all alone and... You don't really have, I don't know if you had support by family or anything, but I was in a different state, so I didn't have family with me, and it was pretty dark, you know, and and trauma can, I guess trauma could really break somebody to the point where, you know, they just, they don't want to live, they don't want to move on, and, um, but you didn't do that, I mean, you, I mean, it seems like you had your moments, but, you know, there's this saying that, you know, you keep on moving forward. And when I hear your story, it's like, man, like I shouldn't even be, you know, I, I haven't even experienced anything close to what you have, but, and here you are running marathons and, and inspiring people. And so I commend you for, for everything that you're doing and trying to get that word out there, um, for anybody that's been through any type of, uh, you know, trauma as far as the recovery process, I know like for me, I didn't really go the medical route, like where they give you pain medicine and, you know, uh, physical therapy. I mean, I, I did a little bit of that, but I think most of my recovery came from basically, I know this is going to sound weird, but my mind, like my will. So I, I would meditate journal. Uh, I would push myself to go to work out, even though I was in severe pain. Um, and I don't, I don't know if, you know, if that was the right thing to do, I just did it. Um, now, I mean, I looking back hindsight, um, I'm glad I didn't go the, the medical route because all they would do is just give me things to mask the symptoms and the pain and pain medication. And at one point, you know, I was taking some and I was like, man, I don't want to get addicted to this stuff. This stuff could kill me and my liver. And, but I'm wondering, how did you deal with the pain and all of that? Uh, what was probably a few things that you used, a couple of tools? You mentioned uh, meditation earlier, um, and how did I get through those things? I learned a little bit about my own emotions while I was in the hospital and since then, that when I was growing up, anger was a bad thing, that if you got mad, that was wrong. Um, stubbornness was a bad thing. If you were stubborn or obstinate, that was wrong. Um, I found that those can be very useful if you apply them in the right direction. That I'm, I'm, I don't like just to sit and wait for something to happen. Um, and even if I can't do as much as I wanted to do, or if I can't go as far as I wanted to go, I can at least get started and I can do something. 
And that did wonders for my mental state uh, because I could never think my way out of a bad feeling. But if I got started doing something physical, that um, down state or that um, bad feeling, when, by the time I got home, it went away. And that was really what led me to come up with the idea for writing the book, which was to do one thing, get started, and then that led to all sorts of good things happening after that. Yeah, I, I'm i glad you mentioned that because this is going to sound counterproductive, but I did exercise, um, and that actually helped my mental condition as well. Uh, whether it's either walking, you know, five minutes outside or, you know, eventually I started, you know, my back, back was really hurting and I would still push myself to go to the gym uh, regardless because I wasn't just going to lie in bed all day. And, um, you know, I kept going to the doctors, the chiropractors, you know, after an accident, you're, you know, you just, there's something in movement that is therapeutic and, and you just said it. And I think that the body needs to move. And if we can, you know, use exercise as any, anybody like that's, uh, in through trauma, it is a form of, uh, I think it's better than even medication for me, at least I can't speak for anyone else, but I know that, uh, exercises help me deal with my pain. Um, and it looks like it's it's kind of helped you in, in, in your recovery process. Um, so knowing everything that you've known, like up to this point, um, I'm sure there's some listeners out there that have gone through some trauma, maybe, maybe not so much, uh, you know, like in a car accident, um, but even emotional trauma. Um, a lot of them are highly sensitive empaths out there. What what is one thing um, that you've learned that you can share with this audience? The first thing I would want to tell people is you're not alone. It, there are lots of people who have been in your shoes, who have felt like there's nothing that I can do to make things better. And what I found is you don't have to fix everything. You know, if you've got all these things crashing in on you, you don't have to fix it all at once. Do one thing. You know, whether that's going for a five-minute walk or whether that's getting on a bike and going for a ride or doing something just to get in the outdoors. If you can do one thing, then it becomes a lot easier to do the next thing. And even if improvement isn't in a straight line, because it never is, I mean, you'll have setbacks. You'll have things that come in on top of you from the outside world. If you can just keep moving and just get up and get going, the rest becomes a lot easier. And that's why I came up with the tagline, you know, get out the door. Once you do, the rest is easy. I love that. I love that tagline. <laughs> um, I mean, gosh, you've you've done these 5Ks, Empire State Building, um, you've accomplished so much. You've been hop- hospitalized and told not, you know, you're never going to walk. You've lost 80 pounds. I mean, the average person ha- probably won't even go through everything that you've gone through and accomplished in this lifetime. So I 
really I'm really inspired by you and I'm I'm so glad that you came on this podcast to share your story with the world. Hopefully there's somebody out there, especially the empaths and highly sensitive people, that can look at your story and say, Hey, if if you can do it, I can at least, you know, start to kind of put in the effort with exercising or or journaling or yoga or whatever it is that you do, as long as you're moving it's, 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 it's a win. I mean, so, but David, is there anything else that you'd like to kind of, uh, leave us with? Tell anybody out there who's listening, no matter how hard it may seem to go where you want to go, the hardest thing you'll do is not to overcome that obstacle or to go after whatever goal you're trying to reach. The hardest thing to do is to get out the door. Once you do, the rest is easy. It's been a true pleasure for having you here on my podcast, and uh, I hope you're, you know, when your book comes out, uh, I'll definitely be interested in, in uh, reading that and learning from it because, you know, this now day and age with everything going on in the world with the pandemic and stuff, it's, you know, people are out there just, you know, they're not feeling the best right now, and you know, um, they need all the inspiration they can have, and hopefully this this podcast. Um, can bring somebody at least some hope and and bringing people like you on here. So I, I thank you again for being on this podcast uh, and you're always welcome. Well, thank you very much. Absolutely. Well, that does it for this episode. If you guys can please uh, hop on over to Apple iTunes. It helps me uh, build this podcast and bring great people like David on here. Uh, if you can give a review, it really helps me out. With that said, stay tuned for the next episode. We have a lot more experts coming in this season. Uh, and that is good for today, and we are out. You're listening to the On Call Impact.